you know, I had ran into so many different lows and so many different bottoms that I can't even count them. So people ask me, you know, what was the biggest bottom? Well, I've I've had bottoms that I just keep on digging and digging and digging. You know, I've been yeah. in jail. I've been in overdoses. I've you know, nearly killed myself on multiple occasions, yeah. uh, woken up with my stomach pumped, um, but none of those got me to change. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Up the Sun Show, a podcast that explores the importance of creating routine, rituals, and consistency in your day. I have a new friend and a new guest today, Mark A. Turnipseed, who has just joined us here from out of state, new to South Florida, and... Uh, I heard him, you know, basically share some some things going on in his life, and he listed all this cool stuff that he does as as a man down here and and, and through his life. And, uh, dude, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, You've got a great thing going here. <laughs> I, I love the message that you share on the podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, it's great when uh, obviously a lot of people come to Florida. They usually visit vacation. Why you know the whole like I I live where you vacation type of deal. But um, you know a, a mutual connection connected us um, in you know through social media and then I got to talk to you and then meet you and uh, you just have a lot going on you have a good message you got a, a positive image of you know who you are what you're all about and I just thought it'd be cool to have you on the show so um, what's going on with you you just moved here you got a lot going on uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I just moved here most recently from North Carolina, um, but I'd only been there for about 12 months, 11 to 12 months. And I was in North Carolina throughout all of COVID, so I had an apartment, and that's about the extent of <laughs> my experience up in North Carolina. But it was a perfect time for me to finish up writing my book. So my book is My Suicide Race, Winning Over the Trauma of Addiction, Recovery, and Coming Out. And um, COVID really provided the perfect time to, to finish, finish that up. And prior to that, I had been um, training extremely hard as a triathlete. And I had been trying to use triathlon to recover from my heroin addiction and my past um, drug and alcohol addiction. So what what I had found a couple years ago when I first started training for a triathlon was that there were um, some parallels between triathlon training and recovery. And those parallels that I began to experience throughout triathlon training began to help me to apply it in my recovery. And so one of those was my fear of my identity, my fear of accepting my weaknesses. And then once I accepted my weaknesses, another fear came up, and that was my fear of intimacy. So my fear of letting other people in, my fear of asking for help to other people, my fear of saying, look, I am an alcoholic and I need help. My fear of saying, look, I have this addiction or I have this flaw or you know, I'm stuck doing this type of behavior and I need some help, help me out. Well, triathlon showed me very quickly that I needed a coach. And so I asked for a coach <laughs> and sure enough, my training started to go better. And so what I did was I just applied that over to my recovery. I looked for somebody else who had something that I wanted in recovery. And I reached out to that person and I said, hey, can you help me? And he said, yes, I will help you. And so I started listening to both my coach and my recovery partner, and they led me into what I 
started to recognize was an awakening, an awakening process. And this awakening process, you know, I say it was a process because it wasn't an arrival. It was something that I began to experience. And when I did, I go, I need to start sharing this stuff. But I had no idea where it was going to go. And I freaked out. And I had another relapse, and there, there I experienced my last and my third fear that I talk about in my book, which is my fear of faith. So my fear of trusting the process. Once I tap into that help, once I recognize my weaknesses, then I need to trust the process. I need to trust what those people have set forth for me. And ultimately, Matt, that has been what has led me down here is because I was out in Colorado and I had started writing the book and then... um, Pandemic happened. And then the pandemic happened. And throughout the writing the book process, I began to identify stuff in myself that was... Um, holding me back from the next phase of life. And right. one of those was my own sexuality. So I had actually finished writing the book and then came the biggest leap of faith that I would ever have to take. Wow. And that was to come out as gay. And so when I came out as gay, I had to actually rewrite the book. <laughs> so I rewrote the book <laughs> and I just, I had learned at this point, luckily, to really trust the process. And once I re once I re began rewriting the book, my um, I had two ex wives and and they wanted to move to North Carolina and I had said at this point like you know I need to trust that these wives these women are in my life and in my son's life for a purpose and they are good people and I need to trust these people in my life so I really applied what I had been learning in triathlon and recovery to my marriages, to my ex-marriages as well. And that led them to actually move in together. So they have moved in together and they started raising the boys. They wanted to move to North Carolina. And I just kind of followed and said, you know what, I'm going to trust the process, like trust that God's putting me in the right place. And then North Carolina became the most wonderful place to finish writing the book. And it also just so happened you could fly to Miami for thirty dollars, and right <laughs> she, when she I flights at that time, yeah, right when I moved to North Carolina, people began asking me down in Miami to come down and start modeling, and I was like, man, modeling! I had never thought about that before. You had mentioned my before and after well, picture, that, and that's the craziest thing. Like your transformation. I mean, that's a, a, just a ton of information right there. Like how you walk through that, and I'm going to come back to. I definitely want to come back to the modeling, but but before. That let me just back up. I mean, everything that you got to, you, you started training tr- extremely hard as a triathlete to battle, you know, addiction and, and and the the fear of coming out and things like that. But when did you know, like, when did you know it was this isn't this isn't good? Like, you know, the, what I'm doing on a daily basis, you know, with drugs or alcohol and, and the behavior. When did you kind of come to that realization? Like, man, this this really isn't working for me. Do, do you remember when that was? Um, I, I think that action is the inverse of, of comfort, right? And so like when when I got into enough pain <laughs> that I was willing to take action, you know, that's when it was. And I don't think that there was actually one time that that happens. That happens a lot of times for me. And almost every day, you know, it's it's waking up and looking at areas of my life where I have discomfort, where I am a little bit irritable, where I am getting a 
little bit restless or where I am discontent and, and unhappy and unsatisfied in life and then how I can make those changes. Um, you know, I had ran into so many different lows and so many different bottoms that I can't even count them. So people ask me, you know, what was the biggest bottom? Well, I've, I've had bottoms that I just keep on digging and digging and digging. You know, I've been yeah. in jail. I've been in overdoses. I've, you know, nearly killed myself on multiple occasions. Yeah. Uh, woken up with my stomach pumped. Um, but none of those got me to change. Isn't that the know? craziest thing? It's like we hear that a lot in, in recovery is when someone shares their journey and they're, sh- and they're sharing their truth is, you know, I, I, I came in and I thought, you know, everything I had done was just so just tragic and, oh my God, I can't believe this happened and that happened. And then you hear some other people's stories. Like I was very fortunate. I had a really, really great childhood and parents and older brothers and, you know, a cool life. And, you know, I I stepped over the line and I couldn't stop drinking and drugging. And I hear some other, like you said, just bottoms and things that were just so, um, I don't say, yeah, they're tragic. They're just tragic to hear. And people that, you know, survived through it, you know, ended up, getting clean and sober and, and into recovery and, and, and changing their life. And it, and sometimes you hear these things and I know you've, you've heard them in your travels too, where you're like, man, I can't believe that person got through that. And they, yeah. and, and they're now at this, like all these lows and bottoms are, are no longer part, they're part of their story, but they're not happening anymore because they got into recovery. Yeah. And I'll tell you this one thing too, that I experienced was that I, I always thought that those lows and those bottoms were just kind of something that I deserved were kind of something that were part of me. It was a symptom of who I was, you know, Mark, the drug addict, Mark, the al- like you can go to him and you can find whatever drug you want. That was me <laughs> since I was 15 years old. <laughs> right. And so those, those, you know, my, my, my rap sheet, you know, with the cops, it was, it was just a symptom. It was just what happens to, you know, a little hippie kid like myself, just selling acid and stuff. And so, you know, uh, same with the hangovers, same with the overdoses. I just thought that was all part of it. Right. Right. And I just thought that was part of my identity. But then what ended up happening actually was I had so many different people in my life who always told me like, Mark, this isn't you. Mark, you're a beautiful person. Mark, we love you. You know, that isn't you. And finally, one day after I woke up from a suicide attempt that I talk about in my book, I look down at my phone and I see all these messages that say, Mark, you are beautiful. Mark, we love you. Mark, don't do this. Mark, please. And I had actually had a suicide attempt the night before as well. And when I looked down at my phone and saw this, all of a sudden I felt this extreme sense of grace. Like I had been giving this other chance to finally... Um, to finally live. And so I decided to stop listening to the person who said, Mark, you deserve the hangover. You deserve the jail. This is who you are, right? I decided to stop listening to that and start listening to other people and what other people thought about me, that I was beautiful, that I was strong, that I could be a leader, mm-hmm. that I was a good father, that you know, the, the stuff that I didn't believe at all. And right. then as I just started to believe that stuff, I kind of faked it until I made it, right? I kind of just did it. So we got to bring that one up later too because uh, I get why people say it, but I never feel like we actually fake it 
because if we're at something and we're getting there, and it's funny because so you hear that it's very common, fake it till you make it. But like, if, I wasn't faking anything. If 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 I was, you know, we were in enough pain to, to seek that help. We weren't faking it. We were in enough pain to say, all right, I'm not faking this. I have to do and, and take some of these suggestions. Before I couldn't fake it. It's like I, I'm not. You know, I tried to do the recovery route. Like after DUI, my first DUI, I was like, what do people do when they get DUIs? I was like, oh, go to a fellowship program. And I went. And I sat there and I'm like. You know, this is stupid. I was like, I'm nothing like these people. You know, I, I was so against. There was no faking it for me, and that, you know. But I understand why people say, it, and I understand why people, uh, you know, have said it to people in early recovery, where it's just like fake it until you make it. It's just you know, same concept of hang with the winners. You know, people yeah. that are doing the deal, hang with those people, and eventually you'll start to do the deal, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but you know, it's great. I think there's so much more information. Obviously, we're going to list this on the podcast. Uh, My suicide race, winning over the trauma of addiction, recovery, and coming out. Your book, obviously, where we can find that and all that stuff at the end of the show. But I want to dive in, man, because. You post a lot of great stuff on social media. You have a lot of great content, and and it's very structured. And I know that you know from talking to you a couple times now, um, and and hearing you share how structured you are. So I want to dive into you know how you set yourself up for each day. So you wake up, you know, whenever you wake up, eyes open. What what does that morning routine look like? Like how do you prepare yourself for the day? Well, you know, the first thing that I do actually is I kind of freak out inside. <laughs> I kind of freak out <laughs> inside and that my initial inclination is to jump up and hit the ground running and go attack, right? Go attack the day. And so what I do is I press the breathe app on my on my little Apple Watch and it makes me breathe for 1 minute. And I just sit there and I pay attention to my breath. I refocus and recenter myself and slow myself down. Because I have taken days where I just hit the ground running, where I get up and I run with that anxiety and I keep going and I just run, run, run all through the day. And then I end up sick, exhausted. I end up missing things that I shouldn't be missing. And I end up just being kind of careless about life, you know? And so I've found that one thing that I need to do is pull myself back and that was a very essential part of my recovery was learning to enjoy the simple things and just enjoy the process so right when I would get up I would go brush my teeth, right? And I used to always rush through brushing my teeth. <laughs> Ever since I was a little kid, I right. hated brushing my teeth. Sure. And so I'd rush through it and get it done. Well, I did that as an adult too. Well, I started to notice that I don't have to be anxious while I'm brushing my teeth <laughs> because all I'm doing is brushing my teeth. Just right. calm down and experience it. And so I started doing that with everything in my life. Mm. And you know, after a while, I didn't need to carry around a pill bottle of Xanax hmm. because I wasn't slowing anxious down. with everything I did. So slowing down is an essential part of what I do, staying grounded. And I think that ultimately that leaves me open to a lot of the different possibilities that come up through the day and not so closed off. And if you live a life like that, then hypothetically that should leave you open to different opportunities different sure. career options you know different you know people that you may meet who could end up impacting and changing your life i like that yeah no so i, I like the whole idea of slowing down cuz there's times like you know you wake up and it's not your body even moving but your mind is racing mm-hmm. and it's like man if i breathe if i meditate if i pray if i journal i mean there's a lot of pe- like people that i've had on the show that are super successful like yourself that 
have somewhat of the same thing. There's not many, you know, I, I, there's even, um, I had a guy on the show that was talking about, you know, he, he literally tries to focus on every muscle and like breathe and stretch that muscle and just kind of, he takes 20 to 30 minutes and, and he's one of the busier guys I know and run around just like, you know, like us, but it's cool to hear how everybody can take that approach and, 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 and do it before they, you know, they even leave the house and head out the door. So if someone comes to you and they say, you know, Obviously, they've read your book and they, you know, they they know they they know what you've gone through, and they say, you know, hey, you know, Mark, I, what's one what's thing what's one thing you could recommend me to do to help improve my life? And it can be regarding anything, relationships, business, recovery, whatever whatever you think. Like, what's one ritual or routine that you'd be like, hey, I would try this as as like the first thing. The first thing that I did was I started making my bed. And making my bed led to so many different other things. Um, and ultimately, I'll tell you what making the bed does is <laughs> Please. when you first wake up in the morning and you either make it completely or you make it kind of sloppy and then it sits there all day either looking kind of sloppy or looking well done. And what I started to recognize in making my bed is that I could even e- either do it with integrity and appreciate it or do it sloppily and not fully and not appreciate it. And so it started to trick, just little things like that started to trickle in other areas of my life, including when I, before I go to bed, I clean my kitchen, right? And I have a clean kitchen now. And so that's another place that I started including integrity into the things that I do. Um, and then, you know, once you, once I started to do that in kind of the superficial levels of my life, I applied that to relationships. I applied that to work. I apply that to driving. I apply that oh, that's to... That's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. The driving one's possible. <laughs> yeah. Driving can be really tough, for me at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's... It's... You know, it's... Um, there was that was it I guess he was an admiral or a general and that, that that clip that went viral he was speaking to a graduating class and I think it was a, a guy I don't know if it was army navy he was some form of government official you know high ranking official and 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 he said you know very simply I wake up every day and I make my bed and that sounds very like strict like you know when you leave your barracks or you know anybody that i've interviewed you know on this show from the service it's you know you had to keep your quarters neat and tidy clean or it it was not a good thing for you your instructor whoever's you know your superior would you know let you know and let you let you know in front of other people which again was the idea of like getting on track but i've listened to that and I've heard other people say that. I will say that fortunately for me, I'm out of the door and out of the house early enough where my wife is still sleeping. So I don't make the bed. But when I get home, it is beautiful. And the room looks good. And that's one of the main main reasons like our house is so nice and our wife is, is, is awesome about that. But it, it is true. You know, like... I. I almost feel bad if I like you know get a chance to take a nap. I, I'll lay on the couch and not disrupt the bed because it's so well made, you know. Um, but you you said something specifically, and we'll bring this up. And, and I, again, I think it's going to be just it, it, we live by this or try to. Now you do it with integrity. You do everything in your life, at least we hope to. And, and I, what I've seen of just knowing you briefly is you do it with integrity. You slow down, you put that into your relationships, and that's one of the principles that we hopefully live by, which is 
whatever you get to do, do it with integrity and do it with like 100% of who you are and live that truth and be that authentic person because we do live in a world where that, you know, and I, I've, I've been there too, you know. It, I, I wasn't taught that. I wasn't raised that way. But when I started doing my own thing and trying to live my life, you know, you know in, in, in active addiction, it was, I looked at people and looked at situations and, and how did I, how, how could I get something from them? How could I manipulate the situation? And it's all fear-based for me. It was all fear-based. But I love that you said that is it can be either, it could sit there all day sloppy or well done, and if I do it with integrity. So I really appreciate you saying that. That's that's a that's a huge thing. Now, if someone says, you know, okay, make my bed, I can do that. You know, thanks for that suggestion. What if that one person comes to you and they're just like, you know, Mark, I'm I, I really I'm not happy. I have nothing to be positive about. Like I don't like my job, my relationship, my you know anything going on. Like obviously, there's a more in depth approach. But what do you what do you what do you, how do you help that person? That's like, just like, I, I have nothing, you know, they're just so, it's like just down, just yeah. in a really bad place. And we've all been there, you and I have at least. What do yeah. you, what do you do for that person? Totally. We have definitely all been there. And I would say to apply the making the bed principle to everything that you do. You know, when, when I uh, first started making my bed, I was living in a concrete basement. There was, one light in there. I had a little itty bitty window. I had no job. I had just gotten out of jail. Um, things were really bad. And so what I did is I just started making my bed. And then I also started training for the, for the triathlon. And so what I did in that is I go, you know what, maybe I can apply in- integrity to my training. And so, you know, I, I actually, I didn't even have a bike. I didn't have running shoes. I didn't have $10 to my name. And I couldn't even trust myself going into a grocery store without getting beer, you know? So yes, I was in that spot where n- there was no pleasure in my life whatsoever. And there was no place where I thought that I could find happiness until I started to do things with the utmost integrity. So until I started to go, okay, I can either work all the way through my training episode and give it the best of my ability all the way through it, or I feel like I did a sloppy job the rest of the day and I feel bad about the training that I just did. Okay, so I started doing that and I I started to feel good about my training and good about my workout. And then I go, wait a second, okay, if I apply to five jobs today and I do the best that I can at, at sending in these applications, then maybe I can feel good about that. And sure enough, you know, I started to enjoy filling out applications. Like I started to enjoy doing the things that were once treachery and once painful (laughs) only because I was determined to give it my best ability and Mm. also determined to enjoy the process much like I was doing with brushing my teeth, right? So I just started to apply those principles into kind of everything that I did and sure enough, the fruit started to come after some time. I got a job. I did the same thing with my finances that I did with my bed, too. I, I took a very, very strict budget. I could barely make rent and barely uh, provide myself with enough food, but I was able to do it, you know, and able, once I was able to have you know, integrity inside of my bank account and I knew where all my money was going and that it was very fixed and very 
organized, all of a sudden I didn't fear my money anymore because I had power over it. All of a sudden I didn't fear my job anymore because I had I knew that I had the power to either go in there and make it a good day and give it my best or go in there and fear the whole day is my slop just going to come back at me, <laughs> bite me in the butt and yep. me get fired. Or am I going to enjoy this day? And things really start to become very enjoyable when that choice becomes available to us. I mean, that was the most in-depth answer. I mean, obviously, with with everybody that's been here, but that the way you break that down again, it's a simple concept applied to everything in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I like you can again, you can keep saying it like making the bed principle and 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 sharing that pretty much with anything. I like that. (laughs) The sending in the applications, I hated that. I hated doing the resume. I hated doing everything. And I I remember regarding it as what a waste of time. But how is I going to get a job? You know, I always like being in front of people, and I, I always thought paper was so informal. It's like someone wants to hire me, but that's the process. That's what we have to go through. To get in front of someone, you have to look good on paper for the most part. It's kind of changed now, but back when I was looking for those jobs and, and, and trying to figure out early early getting my life back together, like you said, like coming out of jail, not having a car, for me, not having all these things because I essentially threw them away and didn't appreciate all the things that I had worked so hard for. They were all gone. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, I have to start back the basics. And you, you've heard this too. It's like if you don't leave the basics, you, you never have to come back to them. So I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Now, you said it earlier, and it's one of my questions, is what do you do before you fall asleep each night and, and, and already you clean your kitchen so you wake up and there's a clean kitchen? Is there something else that you do prior to getting into bed? The house is clean, you're fed, you're, you want, you know, you're, you're winding down, you're decompressing. Is there something else that you do or is cleaning kitchen just, that's it? No, uh, cleaning kitchen is actually not something I do before I go to bed. I usually do that right be, right after I'm done eating. Oh, and oh, I, okay. if, if for some reason the kitchen is not clean, then <laughs> I make sure that it is clean because I don't want to wake up to a dirty one. Right? Totally but, I misunderstood that. Um, I actually have a, a pretty strict routine. So at 7.45, my phone goes on silent. It goes on do not disturb. And then by 8 o'clock, I plug my phone into a different bedroom. And then I get out of, or I plug it into my living room. And then I go into my bedroom. And in my bedroom, I don't have a TV. I don't have my phone. And I sit there and I do devotionals, meditate. Um, sometimes it's yoga. It, I, I kind of listen to the body, you know? So if I had been doing a hard training episode that day and I haven't been able to work out the the, the kinks, you know, in my calves or something, I may do a foam roller. Um, but it's, it's basically just rest and recovery and just tapping into the body and really kind of recognizing what I need emotionally, um, physically and spiritually. Sometimes it's sometimes it's just prayer. Sometimes it's just simple meditation where I like to lay back uh, about eight o'clock. And this usually takes about 30 minutes, but I lay back. And what I do is I scan my entire body and I start with my head and then I slowly go down just kind of like an MRI and scan any place that might be tense. And the first scan, I don't ever 
do anything. I just keep on going down and I usually do it with a red glow, right? For some reason, I put my MRI as a red glow. Got it. And then I kind of take a a note. Okay, my cheekbones a little tight. My 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 pec is a little tight. And then I just keep scanning all the way down. Once I get to my toes, then I put a new glow on. I put a blue glow and I bring that blue glow. Sometimes the colors actually change. For oh, some yeah. reason, I'm just like, well, I want to do a different yeah, red's color. Red's intense, blue's soft. I get it. Yeah. yeah. And so that blue comes back over. And when the blue comes over my feet, I I I I go back to those same spots while I'm doing the scan and I consciously relax that muscle or I consciously relax that place within me that's tense. And generally by the time that I'm somewhere up around my chest to my throat, I am passed out asleep and I do not move again um, till the morning. <laughs> I, I've not, you know what? I, I l- love that because... I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. I've heard people do like the scans or like, uh, you know, where am I sore, where am I tight? But to do that several times, it actually causes you to fall asleep is is pretty impressive. So I think I may have to try that myself because there's some sometimes like we always joke, like I could drink like a pot of coffee and people are like, dude, how can you drink that so late? And it's like, dude, if you want me to fall asleep right now, I will. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I could be asleep right now. My eyes are open, you know, <laughs> like yeah. those things, but it's not a good thing. We joke about it, but I, I think I may have to try that. So if you're listening, I'm going to try that. So call me out on that. If you see me that, you know, Hey, did you try what Mark shared with you? Because I think that, I think that'll be very helpful to me. Cause I think recovery as I get older, uh, for like, you like the physical side, like the, you know, ice baths or, you know, sauna sessions or anything like that. I'm trying to focus on a little bit more because we go hard every day. You know, mm-hmm. we, we work hard. You live a life that you love. It's full speed ahead, typically for me. Um, what's that one thing that you feel like you accomplish or you're like, oh, I changed that. And then you come back you're like, man, why? I'm back here again. Why am I doing this again? And it's that one thing that keeps popping up that you're just always striving to change or work on the most. Sometimes, like, I, I don't want to lead the question um, if you have an answer, but if you don't, I can I can tell you what I, I've heard. Like for me, like time management. Like I feel like I'm 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 always good with my time, and then there's sometimes I'm running late, and it's like this shouldn't be an issue for me because if I'm slowing down, I'm doing that. So is there that one thing that you come back to or, you know, there may not be because you're so dialed into what you're, you know, what you've been doing and how you've been living so long. My first thought when you asked that question was my fingernails. I'm always, you know, like, oh, I need to go cut my fingernails. And then I started to be like, you know, life is like a rose bush. Life really is like a rose bush. And although like it starts to look pretty on the outside, there are other growths going on. There's there's weeds to be picked. Life is always needing trimmed back and it's always needing pruned no matter what it looks like on the outside, right? And so one thing that I have always struggled with in my life is um, is is like active listening. So I have very very bad ADHD, and I've always had it. And you know, I was put on to Adderall and then Ritalin and all that <laughs> stuff. And at like twelve years old, they had me running around on pill based meth, and I just. I've never really gained too much control of it until I've started. So, you know, about six, seven years ago, I started this active like meditation and mindfulness stuff where I talk about brushing my teeth, where I started the, doing those body scans. And now actually it's funny. I can fall, I always laugh about it, but anytime during the day, even if I had just woken up 30 minutes ago, 
I guarantee you I can fall asleep within five, maybe 10 minutes. From the scan? From doing the scans, wow. yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to try that. Yeah, it's fun, it's <laughs> fun. Um, but, you know, I so one of the things that I am always trying to do is trying to be a better listener because there's so much there's so much fruit out there especially as I started to surround myself by the winners there's so much good stuff that people say you know even in passing <laughs> that that I want to grab a hold of but my head gets so stuck inside of its own self and its own thoughts and what I need to do next and you know what I mean what I'm worried about and you know what I need to do to finish this next chapter of my next book that I lose it and that I miss something. And, you know, that just breaks me down. It really makes me angry when, for instance, <laughs> I can't remember somebody's name. Yeah. Even like I ask them and I say, hey, what's your name? Yeah. And then the minute that I start talking back, my head's already somewhere else right. and I forget their name and it just breaks my heart when that type of stuff happens, you know? And so- um, It's not, yeah. it's almost like, it's not intentional, but yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, just being more conscious for what other people need that is my that has been my prayer honestly for the past um, couple of months was God help me to be of service to other people mm. because you know what like I've get my stories out there what I who I am is out there now let me just help other people you right. know let me hear what they need I want to be there I love that I had a, a buddy of mine on the show that. When it comes out, you guys, you guys should link up. He's another just solid dude in the community, and uh, I'll get you that contact too. But so it's twenty twenty one right now, and Ooh. let's let's take it back to five years ago. How has life changed for you since twenty sixteen to twenty twenty one? Well, let's see. Five years ago, um, five years ago, actually, I was still drinking, and I was extremely lost. Um, I had just gotten out of rehab for heroin. And so that was about a year prior. And I had been bouncing around to different jobs. And I just really had no... I was out in Whitefish, Montana. And I was primarily living and working so that I could ski. And so I was bouncing from job to job to job, may it be seasonal stuff or, you know, whatever it was just so I could ski and, and to drink, honestly, that's, that's where I was sober off of heroin, which was great, but I was just drinking and taking a ton of Xanax. So that's really all my life was at that point. So that's, that's 2015, 2021. We obviously just talked about a lot of things, but you know, summarize, I guess, just what does today look like for you? Well, today I just got a brand new car, which is exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I traded my, my truck in that was for skiing purposes, <laughs> and I yep. got a car that's basically like I want to go, I want to be driving around connecting with people all over the states, yep. and it's, so it's a hybrid, so nice. it can get 47 miles a gallon, and it never really needs to take me up a ski mountain. <laughs> so, true, true, true. So yeah, um, I mean, getting, getting a car is kind of... Uh, 
for me, it kind of represents like one of the fruits of um, of where I'm at right now, and that's just opportunity. You know, opportunity opened for mm-hmm. me in many different areas. The modeling was one of those ways. The um, the the newspaper that I write for the they let me have my own column down at the South Florida Gay News mm-hmm. and so I write for them I am an author I am a personal trainer I'm a health coach um, just all the this everything keeps Let, on popping up with more and more opportunity life um, is full yeah yeah ah, man I love that I love hearing that so um, I will put this in the notes we talked about this before but where can people follow you check in with you and be inspired. Instagram is always a fun one. It's always a, it's very direct and easy for me to to connect with people, and that's Mark A Turnipseed. Instagram dot com backslash Mark A Turnipseed, and then Facebook is the same. It's at Mark A Turnipseed. Twitter is also the same at Mark A Turnipseed. However, the one that I'm most savvy with is probably Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, we'll put that in the notes. Um, you know, it's the, you mentioned so many great things and, and obviously there's so much to be taken from this podcast and you coming out here today, but what's one thing you want to leave everyone with as we sign off? Tap in. Tap in and not tap out. Tap in, may it be to the moment that you're making your bed, may it be the moment that you're brushing your teeth, may it be the instance that you're having while you're talking with a friend over coffee. Do whatever you can to tap in. Maybe Mm. it's even just tapping into your own head for a minute while you lay back and try to relax. (sighs) Tap in. It's not about escaping. It's about tapping in. Running and fitness and, and my triathlon training was never about running from my emotions. It was never about running from my disease. It was about how can I use this to tap deeper into a deeper understanding about myself? How can I use this to tap into a better fitness, to, a, to, to, a, to become a stronger being? Oh, and so that's what I encourage people to do. I got the chills there. Yes. I love that. Man, tap into the moment. Uh, do it with integrity. Again, guys, you can find us at Wake Up The Sun on Instagram. Um, we'll list all of Mark's information on the podcast, uh, on the notes in the notes section. But uh, please go check out his Instagram, his website, um, his book. You can get that at Amazon. Amazon, Amazon yep. Barnes Amazon, & Noble. Barnes & Noble. Yep. And my website, markaturnipseed.com. Please, guys, go support. Um, it's, uh, this guy's doing doing the deal and the real deal. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Mark, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to come join us on the show. And uh, we look forward to what the rest of the year holds for you. Thank you. And you too. Thank you guys for listening to the Wake of the Sun show. As always, please subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your friends. Also, reach out to us if there's anybody you would like us to interview. We'd love to interview them and meet whoever you find inspirational that has an amazing routine, ritual, or consistency that they display in their days. Have a most triumphant day. Love you guys.